Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love Radio show. And Empowered, I nearly forgot to say show. So Empowered Love Radio is now being broadcast live across the Speak Up and Talk Radio Network. And you can listen to their shows by going to speakuptalkradio.com. So this week's radio show is called Narcissistic Abuse, The Five Victim Illusions. And this article is a follow-on from last week's article, which was Raising Consciousness, The Difference Between Victimization and Thriving. And after last week's article and radio show, I was overwhelmed with positive feedback. Many people emailed me and messaged me on Facebook stating, I'm so proud of you for doing this, go Mel, and all this sort of stuff. And I really didn't expect or need accolades because that's not why I'm doing this mission. Yet what did thrill me was knowing that people are shifting. More and more people are transcending from mere survival to truth thriving in this community every day. And what was also wonderful was people who were very honest about being stuck in the victimhood asked questions. And even though I can't answer you all personally, I just don't have the resources to do that. I really wanted to answer those questions within the article and the radio show this week. And that's what my intention this week is all about, is helping people leave behind the pain and the stuckedness of victimization so that you can truly move forward. And the most important thing I would love you to understand is this. No matter what I explain to you, the real truth is inside you. It's how your body feels. And you already know what isn't working in response to how a choice feels in your body. It's just we weren't taught how vital it is to honor that. And that's what the Thriver Journey is all about, self-partnering. The coming home to yourself in order to navigate life from that center. So this week I want to work through the five illusions of victimhood as I see them to really help you break this down and get clear why victimhood is hurting you so much and what it is actually teaching you regarding how to get better, become actualized and break free from the pain and the repeat victimized cycles that you're suffering. So I'm going to start off by leading with this. What someone did to us is not what victimizes us. What victimizes us is being in judgment of someone for the state of our lives rather than partnering with ourselves. Because we're unable to midwife our breakdown to a profound breakthrough in our own evolution, which means we can't heal and it means we don't get better. Okay, so let's go through the five illusions one by one. So illusion one is What I think is how I gauge my life rather than what I feel. And this illusion sets the foundation of feeling stuck as a victim. And therefore, it's really important to understand it. So I want you to really, really bear with this understanding I'm about to share with you. Being separated from love from others and the great stuff in life all starts with separation from self. If we are not in our bodies, tuned into our natural wisdom and knowing, 
we are disconnected from our internal guidance system, which is trying to lead us into genuine well-being. So this means we're second-guessing. We don't trust ourselves which leads us into the precarious position of putting our trust in others. Often even when our gut is trying to tell us the exact opposite. So it's not until we do eventually come home into our bodies and we realise how effective internal knowing is that we realise how complicated our life was being disconnected from our own internal guidance system. Living life in our heads and being disconnected from being with our own internal emotions is one of the most painful illusions to live by and it's incredibly compelling. The human experience has been one entrenched in disconnection for centuries. For thousands of years we were trained out of our original roots of being in tune with our bodies, nature cycles and listening to infinite inner wisdom, the God within in order to navigate our lives effectively with our environment. In stark contrast, we have been unplugged. We're in massive self-disconnect. And this complicates life because we feel incredibly unhinged and unsafe. So this causes us to look for answers, love, support and safety in all the wrong places, outside of ourselves. As if this wasn't bad enough, on top of this programming, we were encouraged to do everything to avoid or shut our shattered emotions, the pain of disconnection, up rather than come home to them, self-partner and heal them, heal those emotions. We weren't taught to self-integrate. And of course this made people really easy to control because if people are in perpetual inner emptiness and pain and disconnect and confusion, which are all the symptoms of self-disconnection, then there's a definite gap in the market to offer solutions to fix negative emotions, everything ranging from a new car to an antidepressant. So you may wonder what all of this has to do with victimhood. It has everything to do with it. When we're in our heads, we feel disconnected from ourselves. And that means we are not self-present to heal, love and soothe our emotions when things go wrong. So the pain continues and escalates because we're not healing it. And then, because it is so horrendous when unattended to, we have to try to displace it by finding something or someone to blame for the emotional state that we're in. And then we are further toxifying and damaging our inner being with the poison of resentment coursing through it, nasty peptide chemicals that create self-destruction. And like all false fixes, usually states and choices that we get very addicted to, the relief channel sort only compounds the already existing trauma. And then we chase our tail, having to up the ante of the self-avoidant action, trying to relieve the very pain and anxiety that has been compounded by that very action. Blaming others is the epitome of that vicious cycle. You need to understand this. One of the biggest reasons why we fell into narcissistic abuse situations in the first place was because we were not anchored in our body honouring our emotions. Even if our internal GPS was doing backflips with red flags, our mind made up excuses. We wanted this person to be a real person despite the mirage. We wanted them to be the saviour who would grant us a connection back to ourselves and life despite knowing at some deep level that this person was not right for us. Sadly, we were trained out of listening to our bodies, our intuition, our inner wisdom from a very early age. This happened in the simplest and most damaging of ways, such as mum and dad argue and we know that there is something going down. Then we want to discuss this with them because our feelings of safety and survival feel threatened. Mum and Dad deny they are arguing. They think lying protects us. 
But what it is really doing is shattering the trust in our own internal navigation systems. Because mum and dad are our gods and we don't have an established inner identity yet. We look to them for all our modelling of human existence. As a small child, we soak up their example as utter truth because we've got no frame of reference to formulate information otherwise. So we very quickly learn my internal system is off, it's wrong, it's faulty, it's not to be trusted. And then the obvious happens. We become adults in danger and our GPS system goes off and we can't trust it. So we try to confirm what is happening with other people and we believe their version even if it's a lie. And that is exactly what went down in narcissistic abuse. So what I find so interesting is the smearing that has happened in regard to intuition. People determined to stay victims say things like this to me all the time. Melanie, all of this intuition and getting in your body stuff is all new age woohoo. And I have to admit, once upon a time, when I was unplugged from myself and stuck in my head, I used to think the same thing. Now I know this point blank. If we don't understand how relevant intuition is, we deny ourselves everything. And I mean that literally, everything. We miss the point. We miss the gift and the lesson of what happened to us and we have no way of making it our mission to clean up our vital connection to ourselves. We miss the narcissistic abuse experience as being the most incredible billboard pointing you home to yourself. The necessary mission to repair all of that disconnect that happened years ago. Not just so you will never get taken in by a narcissist again, but so you can start having the true experience of self-partnering, connecting with and loving yourself and generating real life. One where your life is no longer based on external precarious conditions, such as other people's truths rather than your own. And that was a massive gap that allowed a narcissist into your life. The other gap when we're living unplugged is the gnawing emptiness of I can't feel whole unless I get A, B, C and D. And then it's inevitable that a false self rushes into those gaps jumping up and down with look at me, look at me, I'm the solution. No different to the false solution of the new car or the antidepressant if posing as solution to the lack of solution you are being for yourself. Additionally, many victims mistakenly believe if I just use my intelligence to learn everything there is to do with narcissists, I will heal and avoid them in the future. That is total rubbish. Yep, I just said it. How it truly is, because I promise you, learning all there is to know about a narc is not a valid defense. Get this please. Only partnering with and repairing your own inner being, your own GPS is. And of course people resist this, because there has been such a great job of damning intuition as airy-fairy, new age and even ridiculous or stupid or heaven forbid, even evil. Let's face it, there was a total genocide of drowning or burning anyone who displayed intuition, usually females, not so long ago. So we may say, that person is weird if they talk about their intuition or state that was a fluke or a coincidence if anyone's intuition proved to be true. Yet it is the most simple and natural of our abilities and was originally always meant to be so. Every one of us knows the utter truth that when we have a gut feeling and ignore it, how things turn out poorly. If we're disconnected and second guessing, our mind jumps in and starts supplying excuses, reasons and justifications and we talk ourselves out of a gut feeling and we pay a huge price. Not just some of the time, every time. 
on a smaller scale. How many times have every one of us had a gut feeling such as, take this item with you today? Then ignored that and later in the day realized how necessary that thing was. There is no denying our internal GPS exists and it's correct. Yet we still make excuses to dismiss it as our imagination. When we're victims, we're not in our body. We're not listening to our feelings. In fact, we've completely abandoned our bodies and our guts and we're firmly in our head. And this is where our ego is the most severe, devastating and powerful in our lives. This is when we become toxically engaged in blaming and shaming and horrendous feelings of pain whilst doing everything we can to try to escape our emotional agony. I really want you to understand that is the antithesis of self-love. That is total disconnect from self-partnering. It means not loving ourselves enough to be with our own emotions to heal them. So let's have a look at illusion two. Someone is to blame for what is happening to me. Illusion two leads on from illusion one. When we're not in our body and we've not realized that the pain someone delivers us is showing up for us where we are not self-partnering, partnering, then we will blame them for our pain. Rather than understanding the bigger picture, this was all to do with me coming home to myself for self-partnering, self-love and becoming, becoming the generative source of my own life experience. We default back to the judgmental role models and scapegoats our world conditioned us to believe in. Namely, someone else is to blame and some outside evil force made this happen to me. Which is all very convenient because it allows us to sidestep personal responsibility. More profoundly than that, it means that if we are blaming other people, we're powerless to help ourselves. Which means point blank, we remain powerless. Let me explain in really simple terms how this works. It means... Because of you, my day is ruined and I can't make my day okay now unless you fix it. Logically, isn't this ridiculously odd? Seeing I have an unlimited world of experiences, resources and emotions available to me other than you? The illusion of blaming you and holding you responsible for the state of my life means my experience of myself and my world is now completely dependent on you. And then what happens if you, as well as myself, because I certainly aren't taking responsibility for my own life, if you don't have the resources to come through with the goods, where does that leave me? It's pretty obvious, I'm screwed. And then I'm determined to blame you for that? Let's just stop and breathe all of that in. Can you see how insane this notion is? Can you see how utterly powerless the victim blame model is? Clearly, clearly, something is terribly flawed with that. Okay, so let's have a look at illusion three. Someone hurting me is a personal attack on me. Illusion three leads on from illusion two. When we're blaming someone for not being the source of ourselves that we are holding them responsible to be, it feels incredibly personal. We feel like they are evil monsters who purposefully made our life a living hell. We don't understand that he or she refusing to take responsibility to fix our life is for one reason only. Life is doing all it can to let us know it's actually our responsibility. However, until we evolve beyond victim consciousness, this illusion is incredibly powerful and keeps us separated from other vital understandings necessary to transcend beyond the lesson. Such as, we haven't realized that the total lack of compassion and humanity we accuse abusers of is mirroring the intense resentment and judgment that we hold against them. 
we don't have the compassion of deeper understanding to know the absolute truth. That there is only one reason anyone does anything to hurt another and that is because they themselves are in grave emotional pain. The greater the capacity to hurt, the more torturous agony that soul is in. If you were to see a three-year-old child being brutalized now, would you have compassion for him or her? Of course you would. What if you were to fast forward and see that this little innocent child has become an abuser? Would you still feel compassion or would you feel hatred towards them? What if this abuser was abusing you? Would you see it as a personal attack? Or would you see it as where they are in their own journey of being unconscious and it is therefore not personal at all? All of that would depend on where you're at with your journey of self. Whether or not you are an evolving, self-partnering being connected to truth or not. If you are not in your body and not self-partnering and are still holding other people responsible for your disconnection, ironically, people who are severely disconnected and suffering their own agonizing wounds, you are going to miss the truth. That it is not personal. These people are wounded adults acting out of intense internal wounds and given their level of internal damage can do it no differently. When you come home to yourself, you recognize this. You know this is truth. You know this is person simply being the best they can presently be and you remaining attached to their abuse is really about you abusing yourself. You also know that when you learn to love yourself enough, you will never tolerate abuse again because you simply will not allow anyone to treat you in ways that you could never treat yourself. Those are the lessons. Now let's take this illusion deeper. Let's do a dialogue of a victim stuck in the belief what happened to me is wrong and I need to blame someone. Okay, let's do this dialogue. This person who victimized me was once a victim. That's a deal. So who victimized them? Their parents did. So I want to blame the parents. I want to witch hunt them. I want to get them, burn them and damn them to hell for what happened to me. But who victimized them? Their parents. Okay, so I want to hold them responsible. But their parents were like that too. Hang on, who can I point the finger at? Who was the real culprit? Okay, our world. Or maybe it's God. I know, maybe it's the devil. But that still feels like rubbish in my body. I'm still blaming I'm still withholding love from myself. I still haven't come home to myself in my own body, self-partnered and loving myself, healing myself and learning to trust myself and navigate life directly with life. So truly, why don't I just give up all that crap of trying to lynch someone and just start healing and loving myself as well as face some real truths about all of this? Doesn't that make so much more sense? And that's exactly what I'm doing in this radio show and article, revealing truths that you may have never thought about, looked at or even wanted to acknowledge. Namely, why are abusers the way they are and why have we ourselves been susceptible to abusers? The real answer is this, because of worldwide unconsciousness. For every one of us, who had a difficult childhood or suffered an abuser in our life. We need to ask ourselves, why were parents like this? It's not organic to be abusive. It's sadly normal, but it's not natural. The only reason humanity took a severe nosedive into unconsciousness is because fear and pain was inflicted, shame, judgment and attacks on self-esteem were introduced including conditional love, punishment and all sorts of ways to think of ourselves as defective, not good enough and having to prove that we're worthy of love. The human condition has not done any favours for people's organic, healthy connection with themselves and there was no training regarding emotional intelligence or how to bring children up without creating damage to their subconscious. How many children had a healthy upbringing where parents were not wounded, 
not in survival and were somatically and emotionally sound enough to be present with true love, not conditional love, not punishing love and not love full of determinants and expectations. How many children grew up knowing that they were lovable and valuable simply as themselves? How many children grew up with parents who had the healthy awareness and tools modelled to them to separate out and guide behaviour without shaming and blaming a child's inner identity? The answer? Barely any. The rare individuals who did have conscious healthy parents are the ones who have gorgeous relationships with other gorgeous conscious people. Or they didn't have parents that modelled it and either just were an anchor of love, their personality type, or they did a lot of work on themselves to get there. So then we can ask how many real happy relationships exist? The answer is very few because there are very few people in our shockingly unconscious world, very few people, who don't believe that someone else has to either fix what happened to them, the victim model, or someone else has to grant them healthiness and happiness, which is the victim codependent model. Because of separation from self, people felt separated from life and others, and they maladapted to cope. They started lying, hiding, wearing masks, trying to be a certain way, inauthentic, in order to survive. Humanity, quite frankly, is extremely sick. If your parents or the abuser's parents had been brought up in a world where emotional intelligence and healthy self and healthy parenting was compulsory training and they reneged on classes then yes, you could blame them. The truth is they had no skills. They were simply trying to emotionally survive within the emotional malfunction of their own damaged subconscious programming that they acquired from their parents, the subconscious programming that from age 35 years onwards controlled 95% of their emotions, thoughts and choices on autopilot. Programming that was likely to be severely skewered away from love and certainly not towards it. So this is why we have a world filled with the codependency of our side of the net. If I'm good enough to you and give you everything you want, you might just love me this time. And the other side of the net crammed with narcissists. If I can control you enough, you can't ever hurt me again. And the toxic ball play between enemies getting thrashed out in between. Not even realising we are not enemies. We're all in this together. All because of the faulty programming and the lack of spiritual emotional awareness our world is inflicted with. Known as dire unconsciousness. I promise you, you are not in battle with a narcissist. You're in battle with unconsciousness. The trance our world is plunged in that makes it all look like it's someone else's fault. The belief that has left you totally powerless to create a different life for yourself. It's no one's fault. It was all created to be like this. And when we blame and we look to pin the fault somewhere, we've lost our humanity and compassion for the wounded people before us who were entrenched in the unconsciousness and the wounding of their forebears. And when we blame and when we look to pin, that's what we're doing. Is that mother or father going to have the opportunity to wake up and heal themselves? Can they ever get well and get out of their living internal hells? They more than likely won't. And that is the saddest thing anyone can suffer. They're not coming home to their own true self. They're never being able to become an integrated human being. Can narcissists do that? at this point, is highly unlikely. But we, as an adult today, can. All of us, victims and victimizers alike, are victims of this. So the only, only question is this one. 
Am I going to wake up? So how will you get out of this trance? By taking 100% personal responsibility to heal. You need to understand this determinant is absolute because someone who will not take personal responsibility for their own inner being, narcissists as an example are the ultimate victim, can never heal. But you can, you can stop being a victim. You can start to take 100% personal responsibility by stopping the blaming. Stop believing it's a personal attack against you and heal your own being to release yourself from this unconscious nightmare. None of this is about personal attack. It's about personal evolution. So let's have a look at illusion four, which is reinforcing my state will somehow heal me from it. Illusion four leads on from illusion three. When we believe that we've been personally attacked by an abuser, we believe we've been shattered and we tell ourselves that reality often. And we even get told by others that having a voice about our version of being destroyed and shattered will help heal us. Really? Really? No! This never works. It simply reinforces your state. Because whatever you say, you are right. Beliefs are powerful. They form your inner identity. Please understand this. Your subconscious is monstrously powerful. It is responsible for the billions of everyday chemical processes that keep you alive. Processes way beyond the level of your conscious knowledge or ability. Your subconscious also has the almighty power to turn your chosen beliefs and statements that are steeped in strong emotions into absolute truth for your life. They become the controlling determinant of how you feel, what you think, how you show up, what you generate in, in accordance with others and life as per how you show up and what life delivers to you to the letter. This is simply more dire unconsciousness going on in our world. People telling you to vent and indulge in your victimhood often because truly all that is doing is cementing you further into it. This mistaken recommendation is abusing you horrifically and you would fare much better if groups recommending this did not even exist. The truth is the victim model started with all of us as children. We were powerless, we were overtaken, we didn't have a voice and we didn't have a say. Even though we became adults, many of us had never healed that smallness or felt that we had a voice or could present comfortably in our own power without the fear of rejection, punishment or abandonment. Because we had not healed, we would not evolved past that and we would not emotionally grown up and these unconscious states of not being a source to ourselves were all that we knew. It was our version of normal. The trying to find things and people outside ourselves to take away the anxiety of not being able to show up anchored in our bodies as ourselves. So then enters the narcissist. Stage right. Posing as the solution to all anxiety, the person to supply us with security, love, approval, safety, all the things we want in order to finally be safe. And we surrender into this dream. And then we get terrorized with more unsafe behavior that we had ever experienced. Why? Because the dream wasn't real. The dream had to turn into a nightmare in order to wake us up to heal and become these states and source to ourselves. And then if we don't finally come home to self-partner and be with ourselves, if this massive wake-up call didn't get our attention, severe, complicated post-traumatic stress disorder is the result. Because we assume that this person not coming through with being our source to self is the greatest tragedy, when all along it was the greatest gift. And this perception of total despair... We feel totally fearful, anxious and traumatized because our inner identity without self-love and our own attention, the attention it always needed, coupled with the total abandonment by the person we hope would supply the dream, 
feels intensely victimized and powerless, more so than ever before. Such is the power of breakdown opportunities that happen in order to lead us towards personal breakthrough. They hit very hard, as hard as necessary to smash the previous illusion to pieces. But if we don't see this, embrace it and accept it in order to heal ourselves and do the personal work, what will we do? The answer is simple. We talk about that without shifting it, without solving it and without healing it over and 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 over. We repeat that reality. We discuss it with others. We share powerless, helpless stories with others playing out the same illusion. We state, I have PTSD. And we research that and we join those groups as well. And we have daily discussions about all the limitations of our conditions, how horrible what happened to us was, and how we now will have our symptoms for life. And we research all the shocking things narcissists do, how they affect our brain chemistry and the irreparable damage that causes. And we reinforce, is it any wonder that we are like this? How is that going to get you better? How on earth do you believe that is going to make you better when you feel like hell every day doing it and you are not getting better? I know what that's like. I used to do it. It's not making you better. All it does is convince your subconscious over and over and over. I am a victim. I am sick. I am powerless. People don't get better from this state. They get more stuck in offloading regularly to try to escape the trauma themselves and generally start medication or pick up other addictions to try to burn the agony of their addiction to powerlessness off. The body breaks down, psychological wiring becomes more and more fragile and all sorts of illnesses and even terminal disease manifest. Then naturally, more blame and shame and helplessness happens to try to offset inner emotional agony as a self-perpetuating feedback loop with no way out. Understandably, the pain and hopelessness and diminishment of life gets so great that people may decide to give up on life altogether. Of course, there is a better way, a very obvious way. Stop doing that. Recognize the truths and the bigger pictures which do set you free and get your full focus on how to heal your self-disconnection. So let's have a look at the last illusion, illusion five. By calling abusers out, we will stop them. Illusion five leads on from illusion four. If we continue to affirm how sick and powerless we are, we believe there's no home for us. But at least if we can call out all abusers, they won't be able to do to others what they did to us. As human beings, when we're stuck in our heads, we think that we have some sort of jurisdiction over life and we interfere with the process of life to our detriment. The classic example of this is how we can act it out with our children. We think that by stepping in and trying to fix, change, lecture and prescribe, that we're teaching them stuff. And then we get really shocked and angry when they don't learn despite all our effort to change their behavior. The truth is nobody learns until we let go and we let life deal with them, which it does when we stop fixing, prescribing and making it our own business to make people behave in the way that we think they should. Getting hooked into being the righteous police only allows people to displace their bad behaviour onto us and blame us for their choices that aren't healthy. Then we try to continue holding them responsible and the toxic volleys whiz around at full swing. What happens when we let go and stop trying to force other people to do our version of life? This happens. We leave them to their own version, their own life and their own cause and effect. If we are living in our heads, we're not responsible for our own emotions and yet we're trying to force everybody else to be. This futile trying to control people that aren't ourselves stops 
when we are living life in our bodies, self-partnering and listening to and honouring our own emotions. No longer do we try to change other people in order to feel happy, loved and safe. And no longer do we partake in toxicity or abuse. This would be an act of self-abandonment and it's just not possible anymore. Living in our bodies, we make it our first priority to pull back and nurture and heal our own emotions. We stop repetitively touching stones that burn us because it's just not tolerable anymore. We pull away to ensure that we are self-loving and we provide our own good feelings and we don't get them toxically mixed up with other people's. Then if people want to be in our self-loving space genuinely and have the capacity to change, they do. But it's only when we stop bailing them out, stop keeping the fires burning, stop making excuses for them, stop keeping the wheels turning for them and stop allowing them to justify their behaviours to us over and over whilst we try to wrestle them to the ground. Then and only then, if they are capable, they may crash and burn and then awaken. And if they don't and can't, then we're better off anyway. And maybe we have to let what we put into this relationship crash and burn too. Assets, reputation, status, connection, relationships. There may be many casualties. But we come out of this aligned with soul truth because finally, finally, we have started self-partnering. So what has this got to do with wanting to call out abusers? So much. Calling out abusers does nothing other than cement abuse in your life even more. You have just changed yourself more to the abuser by wanting to call them out as your focus rather than evolving yourself beyond abuse. And again, your emotions are screaming to you, wrong town. These emotions feel like rubbish in your body, not relief or calm or love telling you that you are stuck in the problem and not generating a solution. The solution is never about calling out abusers, which is the most encouraged action that abuse forums do as loudly as they can. They call it raising awareness with as much posting and sharing as possible. What they don't realise is that this is more likely to hook people up with abusers than if they said nothing. You cannot activate your focus on something saying no to it and make that mean no. It always means yes. This is no different to this analogy. The more scared you are of steering your car off the road into a tree, the more likely you are to do that. You're generating lack of confidence in your own driving ability. This is fear and fear creates exactly what we fear. It also makes what we fearfully believe become true. This is how it goes. Imagine these thought processes. I have to look out for abusers because abusers are everywhere. I know that person down the street is one. Oh no, my employee in this new job is a narcissist. My friend, her mum is a narcissist and maybe my friend really is too. I met a new guy last week and now I'm really worried. Certain things he said are dodgy. What if he's a narcissist as well? Can you see the insanity? Can you see how all of this focus, paranoia and hypervigilance creates the belief narcissists are everywhere as right? And so it is. Says the almighty universal mechanics which are intricately connected with your almighty subconscious. This is what the universe has to say about all this narc focus and paranoia. You believe it, O oh powerful one, and therefore this is your experience. And all the time you thought that this was to do with all of those nasty, terrible narcs. Wouldn't it just be much healthier to be working towards the goals of being really anchored in your body, radiant and authentic and powerful, and easily flushing out any false self in your presence? Hell yeah! And then you have only one person to worry about instead of an entire populace that you have absolutely no control over. 
God, our human perpetuated victim illusions are ridiculous. So here is the truth. Singing out the big warnings about abusers, how they destroy lives and what to look out for, puts people into fear. This is a fearful education that narcissists walk amongst us in droves, can take anyone in, and people are mostly powerless against such soulless evil people. This is utter rubbish, truly. But the people who believe it create it for themselves and overlay this on others on a huge scale, dragging other people down into powerless unconsciousness as well. And this is more of an issue than narcissists. It actually provides food for narcissists. It gets right back to the start of the illusion of victimization. It's not what someone did to you. It's your judgment of it that is creating your trauma. I had my life smashed to pieces too. I'm not dismissing how awful it was for any of us. But the only reason that happened to me was because I was disconnected from myself and I was not self-partnered, period. People who are healthily connected to themselves do not suffer narcissists, ever. Narcissists are completely powerless against them because the only power a narcissist ever has against you is your own disconnection with yourself, period. And in no way is that to shame you or blame you, that understanding. It's to empower you to know that when you sort that out, then and only then you will have abuse sorted forever. And you will not have any ongoing abuse symptoms. Your being does not require them anymore to wake you up and get your attention. The message has been heard and acted upon to heal your own disconnection from self. A narcissist is a powerless, wounded child acting out as a bully to people he or she can drag in and terrorize. If you are healthily anchored in your own body, this can't happen. The taking in, you can't be taken in because at the very first warning, your GPS signals to you, you clarify and confront. You speak up. You show up. And now, as your own source of a wonderful life, you don't have to lie to yourself about someone else being it. And you certainly don't need them to be it. You are free to fully be yourself. And the narcissist who is unable to meet you at your authentic life level becomes really uninteresting and quite frankly repulsive real quick. Usually in seconds. It's quite the revelation, I promise you. And this is how it does play out with false selves when you are self-partnered. So why aren't we spreading that information? If we did, we would have a true solution to narcissistic abuse as well as narcissistic abuse symptoms and healing. Think about this. Unconscious relationships require two people to play them out. So if we all wake up and heal, who are abusers left with? Themselves. And I also want you to think about this point. Why would we warn people whose soul requires this unconscious play out with a narcissist to reverse a disconnected life and come home to themselves. I certainly won't. Because that was the absolute gift and gratitude myself and thousands of other people who are in this community now live. The total realization there is nothing that can happen that is not a part of the higher divine plan. And how utterly wonderful that we did experience a narcissist in order to come home to ourselves. I hate to think what my life would be like if narcissistic abuse didn't happen to me. Soulless, unsatisfying no matter what I achieved, anxious, fearful, and always precarious and conditional. No thanks. I want you to understand this. 
all of this propaganda about the horrendousness of narcissists is only creating more victims to be taken in by them, let alone not seeing the higher purpose and glorious big picture in all of this, which is the awakening out of unconsciousness, the ending of the pain, abuse and all the ridiculous power plays and powerlessness we've been entrenched in that all began because of the real issue, being disconnected from ourselves. The true way to have people not taken in by narcissists is to help empower people to be in their bodies, connected to their intuition, self-partnering, self-loving and self-respecting and being a whole self-generative source to themselves. Can you see that this is about so much more than never being susceptible to abusers again? It's actually about becoming the greatest joy and love imaginable. Because being self-partnered is the greatest joy and fulfillment anyone has ever wanted. In fact, it is the only state of being that was ever going to fulfill you or anyone else. Nothing else was ever going to be a substitute for that. So I really hope that this week's article and radio show can really hit home for you. And I want you to please share it. Share this information. It's a part of the awakening that our world desperately requires to get well one person at a time. And please also know that I have now opened up my next free webinar, which is the three keys to thriving after narcissistic abuse. And if you really now are determined to throw off the victim model and find out how to thrive, which is self-partnering, and being in your body generating a really authentic life with yourself and life and others, I would love you to join me in my three-hour teleclass to learn how to do that. So you can see the information about that on the blog, which this article will be on, which is blog.melanietoniaevans.com or you can go directly to www.melanietoniaevans.com forward slash free webinar. So that's my normal website address, melanietoniaevans.com forward slash free webinar and you can sign up to be a part of that free three-hour teleclass where we get down into how to do this for real. So that's it for me, everybody, for this week and... I look forward to uh, answering your questions and comments on the blog as always and lots of love and bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.